Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Lavish Hospitality. If you joined us last week, then you know that we have another, well, same special guest on with us. She's been on the podcast before. She's a sweet friend from South Carolina. And um, Ashton, it is so good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, Kim. It's great to be here again. I love it. Good. I love doing this like recording too. And one day it's just, you don't have to coordinate schedules again, which is fabulous. Yes. <laughs> um, and you have, you have a new addition to your family that is sometimes hard to uh, work around schedules. So can you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah. Um, she was born in April. I, um, it is the best being her mom and loving her. You know, I, motherhood is very hard and oh. I'm really realizing that a lot. She is a, such a sweet baby though. Um, she, she is very calm and very, you know, she's only really unhappy when she's hungry or sleepy. <laughs> and so that has been a very nice transition yeah. because I know that that is not always what happens. And maybe my first one is spoiling me, but she is wonderful. She's seven months old now sitting up. Well, not really showing that she wants to crawl yet, but hey. we'll get there eventually. Doctor, doctor thinks she might just go to walking. So you never know. <laughs> I think Sebastian started walking at 10 months and was running by 10 and a half months. So if that, I mean, he was just like, nah, this walking is way too slow for me. So yes, um, that happened to my husband too. Yeah. Kind of, you kind of like see their personality, even in things like that. Like he came, he started coming at 32 weeks. He finally came at 37 weeks, like had to take it slow those last couple weeks. But I'm like, see, he even wanted to come out fast and he wants to do everything fast. Like, Yes, that's just him. It's just his personality. So we're good with that. Um, We are, I do want to record a podcast later about if you're up for it, about what you're learning, especially in the newborn stage about motherhood. Because we, I think we really learn something different at each stage and with each kid. I mean, so, but we can, we'll touch base with that in the spring. Okay. Okay. We are talking about today how to... For a kitschy, like, very uh, family Christian store, K-Love title, How to Keep Christ in Christmas. And I say that very tongue-in-cheek. But how to really honor the reason for the season instead of getting so swept up in everything. So you have a few points. I have a few points. I'll let you start, and we'll just go back and forth. And and. It, Believe me, you can listen to this while you're standing in line at Target. You can listen to this while you're driving to church and having to find a parking space because we all know the CE Christians are coming and they're at your church right now. So you may have to walk further or you can listen to it while you're sitting in car line before school gets out. So, All right. What's your, what's your, go ahead. Yeah, I, I really like to think about this in terms of bringing so much joy to the season. Mm. You know, that, I mean, this, yeah, this is a reason for a season, this season. And we've had so much joy at Christmas because of this reason. Mm-hmm. Even when it's been lovely things, the Lord has shown us his grace and mercy and joy despite that. It is still the most joyous season. So um, a few things that we're doing this year that I'm focusing on, I really, we're setting out the tradition to really focus on Christ when it comes to Christmas. Um, so homemade gifts are a new one for this year for us, um, as we're starting out on the season of parenthood and our first Christmas, 
we are giving homemade gifts to our whole family and to the children in our family because there are a lot of becauses with this, but creation is a big one mm-hmm. for me. So honoring, honoring just the creation of God, of Christ mm-hmm. and, and, and doing a little piece of that mm-hmm. ourselves. I mean, sure. we're, we're children. We are so small. All of us are such children and, and, and babies in God's sight. And the little bit that we can offer, like a homemade gift, is so precious to him. But obviously, we're giving the homemade gift to other people. Not him. Um, but we're also so created I, in God's image. And that is yeah. just a small way. When we do create, we don't create from nothing like God did. But yeah. that is one. If God is a creative God, he's the creator of everything, then we just get a a bit of that in our DNA as image bearers and we can display that. However, that we're giving, I mean, not all of us are going to cook. Not all of us are going to knit. Not all of us are, some of us might write a song for it or play a piece of music or something, but using whatever creative ability that we have, I think that's great. Right. And it can be so small for hopefully the kids in my family don't listen to this before, um, (laughs) before Christmas. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> Spoiler even just a simple fleece blanket. Mm-hmm. You know, the little bank blankets where you cut them and they tie the little I knots. I did it for the boys last year. Yep. Yes. So I'm making a kit for oh, three, at least three of the children in my family. They're going to have a kit and they're going to be able to make their own little blanket and have it for themselves. That is Fun. so satisfying that they have just made this blanket. Mm-hmm. And it was and it's not hard for me. All I'm going to do is put some cuts around the blanket and there we go. So it doesn't have to be hard. I have mentioned this um, to someone in my family recently and they were saying, you know, like, I don't, I don't think so-and-so is going to be able to participate in this because they're going through a really hard time mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't have time for that. And, you know, that, that probably it's true. I mean, it can be hard to think of these ideas sure. when our minds are so preoccupied with the stresses of the world. But once we start doing them, it can also be very relieving from some of those stressors. And you can look up really easy ideas on Google, just yeah. like this blanket. You know, so it does. Oh, yes. It really does not have to be hard. Um, or like you said, Kim, there may be a song that has already been written that could be framed or could be recorded. Mm-hmm. I think like Erica's. He has a whole CD that y'all have given mm-hmm. his gifts before. I'm also giving out a cookbook. That one's a little harder because it took time to type all of that out. Um, anyway, that's for the adults in the family. So it can be, so it just takes some time Yeah, and, and a little bit of, you got to be slow with it. I think, you know, take the season slow. Yeah. Like I think you said. Yeah. And that, uh, that goes into, to my first point is slowness and, mm-hmm. Um, the past five years I have done the creative side gig. So I have done markets and I've loved them. Um, I have been sitting at my desk painting ornaments till midnight and packaging them up and living at the postal, like the post office and just being kind of like bitey with my family because I'm like, Hey, y'all stay in there and do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Hey, I can't do this. I've got to do this. And Man, can I just tell you how freeing it is? I mean, I'm doing some commissions. I'm subbing. I'm having meals with people. I'm giving plasma, like different things that that are filling some of my time. 
but it is so freeing to not have to paint 200 ornaments right now and hope that they'll sell and have to market everything. I'm like, blah, like it's, I don't miss it this season. So. Yep. I have let go of a lot of things this season too. But not, I, I think not filling every moment is, is key. And that even goes to, and this may, some people may not like this and it's okay. Um, not having to attend every single thing at your church, um, for the Christmas season, because you know, you, your family knows you. And if you fill it with all these good things, then that may not be the best for you. And like, I love slow and little and quiet when it comes to the holiday season, when it comes to like, uh, services or things like that. And I don't find that very often, unfortunately, um, around, around anywhere. I mean, a lot of people have the big, massive, um, things and I'm just like, okay, can I just like, I mean, even when I go to behold the lamb of God, I'm like, can I sit in the back and just sit there and listen to it and sing my little heart out? Like, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, slow and not feeling like you have to, to go and do everything. So. Um, oh, that's so good. What is, um, what's the, what's another point you have for us for keeping Christ in the holidays? It's kind of <laughs> touches on what you were just saying a second ago, uh, but Christ-centered events. So just finding that one mm-hmm. major event you want to go to, like, and it doesn't have to be major, but what's touching your heart this season is going to behold the lamb, yeah. you know? And I love to go to the Billy Graham library, the Christmas app yeah. library, and it is just so Christ-centered and Christ-filled, and it really, like, fills me up for the season. I didn't even know they There's, did that. Oh, my word. It's That's wonderful. so cool. Okay. I have to. Awesome. Yeah. activity. So beautiful. You can go at the night or the day. I kind of like the night. It's really pretty. Um, oh, yeah. It's wonderful. You can also still, they do the tour through the library at that mm-hmm. time. This is in Charlotte. Um, so you can also do the tour and do the outside Christmas uh, thing, too. The tour is really nice, and it. Um, I think it really helps to recenter. So yeah, I, we're, we're going to that every year we go to that. So awesome. Um, that is something that we did last year. I mean, last year was the first time I saw the behold the lamb of God tour live. Eric had seen it several times. So he's like, you go to the Ryman that's on your bucket list. Not really on mine, but I'm really, we're starting to talk about going down to first Baptist Jacksonville the Sunday before Christmas, like before Christmas Eve, because they're having it there. My friend is the pastor there, Heath and Lauren, and they're fabulous. Um, it's only four hours away, so it's not a huge drive. And they have free tickets, and it's the last night of the tour. And my boys so want to see it, and they love it. They have the whole thing memorized. So I'm like, that would be so fun to kick off that, really that last week of the holidays, of Christmas. Oh, that's great. That's so great. If we get to do that, great. If not, it'll be okay. Um, okay, so find an event, keep it slow. I, I'm then, oh, handmade gifts. I was like, what was your first thing? Um, I know my brain's already gone. Okay, my second point is fit Christ in the blank spaces. So what I mean by that is, if you're driving in the car. Maybe you got up late because you were up late wrapping gifts, or maybe you just fell asleep because you're exhausted. 
so you didn't get your quiet time in the normal way that you always do it, then listen to the Psalms on your way to work or dropping the kids off. Or if you're sitting in in your favorite chair wrapped up in that blanket that we were talking about last week and you're just sitting there, play music that will center your heart and your mind on Christ. Like you, you can find activities, but you can also find blank spaces that you can fit Christ in. And that can be meaningful as well. Yes. Yes. And that, that's just the whole point of living our whole life committed to him Mm -hmm. in every moment. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, the, Go ahead. Do you want me to go on to Yeah. My- yep. Okay. Go ahead. Number three. So number three, the home environment's really big. And that's what you're saying, Phil. You know, usually our blank spaces are going to be at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was on my list is filling, filling that time with Christ-centered music. What's really going to turn your heart toward mm-hmm. him? Music is a huge way to do that. Especially that was how David really, in the Bible, he yep. always was turning his heart through the Psalms to Christ. Um. A nativity setting, just having, you know, using the mm-hmm. decorations in the home to be purposeful and meaningful. And in my home, I want the purpose to be driving our hearts mm-hmm. to Christ. Um, so I, I actually, my only nativity right now is on my advent calendar. So I was like, well, you know what? We just moved into a new home. Why don't we save some money? We'll combine yeah. the calendar and the nativity. So they're together. And I think that's sweet. And then the advent, um, Doing Advent, having the Advent wreath. Mm-hmm. Do you do an Advent wreath, Tim? Uh, we don't. I do have the four candles on my my table that we light um, sometime during the week. But we do something from Good Kind, um, which is like it has twenty five little blocks that you flip around. It has a little picture and a reading. And we've done that for maybe four four years now. And so the boys, if they don't fuss about who's turning over the block or who's reading the story or who's lighting the candle. It's actually really good. I mean, it is really good. Um, Friends of mine from the summit have put that out and they just make great, fun, meaningful activities for, for seasons like this. So I'll have to look that up. Yes. Yes. Good kind. They're great. Good kind. Um, The other thing are readings and maybe even Mm -hmm. by candlelight at night, but always have a specific time that you're going to sit down as a family and read something that Mm -hmm. turns your heart to Christ. I have, um, Kim, you might could give me some Advent readings that I, you may even could share that with a listener. I got recently a, the classic Christmas stories. Usually those are very Christ centered. Mm -hmm. I'll, um, I wish the reader could see the book. I actually bought it at Costco. And maybe they still have it out on the shelf. So many of these stories, they're not, they're obviously like not from the Bible, but they're pointing to Christ. Um, They're, you know, there's the story about the three kings and we obviously know that's pointing to the story Mm -hmm. of Christ um, and his birth. So anyway, having some sort of reading that's really filling the home with Christ. Yeah. I love that our favorite Christmas reading and I try to do it every night when they go to bed during Advent and um, there's a v- old video like I mean probably Sebastian was in preschool so maybe three or four but it was in this house when um, when we had our had our um, table in the keep where the charcuterie stuff is now so it's it was right when we first moved in and he's 10 now so that's been at least six years. So I'm thinking he had just turned four. Um, 
There's a video that Sally Lloyd-Jones actually shared on her Instagram as well. And it's Sebastian. Like I'm reading the song, the Song of the Stars, which is my favorite of Sally Lloyd-Jones's books. And um, he's reading and he's like, it's time, it's time while he's eating his grilled cheese or peanut butter and jelly or whatever. And I'm like, say it again, buddy. And he's like, it's time, it's time. And I love, I love it. It just... It, yeah, it makes him smile. It makes me smile. It's one of my favorite um, Christmas memories. But I just pulled that out. I was cleaning out their bookshelves yesterday, and I pulled that out. And I'm like, I can't wait to just start reading that again every night. And we haven't memorized, of course, but it's awesome. Um, I may let them read it some in bed instead of me always. But um I- one one other little thing we do, because some people are like, what are your traditions? I'm like, well, we go to Waffle House, and that's not really Christ-centered. It's just fun. Um, but one of the things we love to do, and it started when Sebastian was probably his 15-month-old Christmas. He came down the stairs. We were living in Marietta, and the we had I had just plugged the lights in. So Eric was carrying him down the stairs, and he turned around, and he's like, light and he pointed to the lights and we just we just started singing joy to the world and so every year when we plug in the christmas lights for the first time we sing joy to the world and it's just fun that is so So. sweet oh those traditions that just start out of out of just a moment in life exactly i I think it can be so easy to think oh what are my family traditions going to be like thinking hard over that when they just really need to come in the moment they do because if really not, are. you get so frustrated. And then, like, even this morning, we were trying to do something. I wanted to video it. My son was fine with that, but it turned in this big deal, and it just ruined the moment. So um, really living in those moments and not letting. And I think this this goes to my last point is keep your expectations low. My brother, on like in our wedding card 12 years ago, he's like, the best piece of marriage advice I can give you, he, they've been married now like 22 years, I think, or 20 years, somewhere around there. Um, longer than us, longer than you, Ashton. So he said, keep your expectations low. And that may be very sarcastic and whatever, but I'm like, so often in our marriage, we have come back to that. We're like, hey, for your 40th birthday, you, we were going to do something big. We don't have any money. I'm going to make a video of all of your friends telling you what they love about you. Okay, so it's not a trip to New York or wherever, but it's a video that I'm going to cherish these these comments and love from friends, um, just different things like that. Keep And why I said this is you talked about Advent readings, and I love Christmas books and Advent books and, and pointing our heart toward the, the waiting and the darkness and the coming. I love the fact that, my friend Cynthia, who you know, um, she said, God made seasons for a reason. Even in this Advent, it starts getting darker and darker and darker until like right before Christmas and then barely starts getting light again. And he made the sun and the moon and the stars to do that. And I know the whole argument with daylight savings time, but it would still be shorter and darker in the winter Um, because that's crops and agriculture and sun and growing seasons. But um, my two favorite, um, or I say a favorite and a new one that I'm reading this year. One is Russ Ramsey's The Advent of the Lamb of God. Now you're like, you've talked about Behold the Lamb of God forever. But he wrote this in conjunction with Behold the Lamb of God. Not at the same time. He wrote it later. 
because Behold the Lamb of God has been out almost 25 years. But um, it just goes through all of Israel's history leading up to, and it's fabulous, and I love it. Um, and then this new one is by Johnny Gibson. It's from Crossway. It's called O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I mean, they can't see this, but you can. It's gorgeous, and then it has the gorgeous interior. It's just daily readings. Like, it has a meditation, a call to worship, an adoration, a reading of the law, um, confession of sin, assurance of pardon. Like, just like you would do in a serve, in a very liturgical service. Um, yeah. So, assurance of pardon. You're reading, one day you're reading the Nicene Creed because um, you want to bring in historical you're praising a cate catechism, prayer for illumination, prayer of intercession. So all of these, and it just, I can't wait. I've done um, one of them and then just flipped through it. But it helps point our souls to Jesus, especially in this darkness and the waiting of Advent. But why I bring this with keep, keep Expectations Low, I've never finished an Advent reading book. Because, oh, I either want to read too many or, oh, I didn't read that day. Or, oh, I've got to finish it, so I'm going to stay up till 2 a.m. and do them all. I'm like, <laughs> it is not yeah. the point. So Yes, yes. But, yes it's about our heart. And yeah. that it, that's always the wrestle of life is our yep. heart. He wants our heart. He doesn't want our traditions or our, you know, whatever we're trying mm -hmm. to conjure up to make ourselves yeah. love him. More. Oh, yeah. He loves us. Love because he first loved us. And he wants our heart. So yeah. whatever we can do to focus that. Kim, you said um, you were talking about the light, what Cynthia said, that the light even gets darker and darker mm -hmm. toward you know, the waiting of the light. And um, and that's back to the five senses. You know, even just that, we can yeah. look around in creation and find the ways that God, God displays mm -hmm. himself. And he is all over creation, obviously. We, yeah. we have creation so that we can understand mm -hmm. him and, Yep, that's all Romans 1. We see the creation. We can understand the character of God that he puts on display for us. And yes. I mean, sometimes sometimes I found the darkness to be easier when I was single and or even without kids. But we were not married without kids for very long. But it's hard, especially if you're a low technology family. We're not a low technology family over here. But if you are a low technology family, it's very hard to, oh, it's dark at five o'clock and I still have to fill three hours before bedtime. And one of my boys doesn't like to read very much. Okay, what are you going to do? Let's play games. Well, he doesn't like to play games very much. So that's, again, keep your expectations low. Maybe make grilled cheese together or, or whatever. I mean, yeah, put on a movie. I'm all about, I'm all about a movie. <laughs> So take a deep breath sometimes and just exactly. let go. <laughs> take a deep breath. Um, all those kitschy sayings, let go and let God, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going there, but um, Ashton, it was so fun to talk to you about the holidays. Are you going to be in town during the holidays? Are y'all staying in Greenville? No plans currently. Uh, my parents are coming here for fun. Thanksgiving. There's another who just had a baby who's staying in town and they're bringing their parents. So we're going to celebrate here. And then I'm not sure what Christmas looks like yet. So fun. So. Well, I hope whatever Christmas holds for y'all that you will employ some of these things or all of these things that we've talked about. And that'll be our prayer for y'all as well as we 
head out. I'm going to come back next week and do one more episode um, regarding Advent, probably just quotes from some of these books to fill your heart and your mind um, and center it on Jesus. But really, if you don't tune into that, I hope you have a wonderful Christ-centered Christmas with low expectations and experiencing the the joy of heaven in the holidays by your senses and just knowing that Christ does want your heart and that's why he came. So Ashton, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Kim. So y'all have a Merry Christmas.